This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its 6 year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Monday, March 13th, 2023. On today's episode of the show, we are going to be talking about the 95th Annual Academy Awards. My name is Ben Pearson, I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film Editor BJ Colangelo. Hi, 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 yeah. BJ, you were part of the editorial team who was actually working during the Oscars last night. Uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I suspected as much. Uh, but, uh, it was it was exciting. It was stressful, but it was the good kind of stress because it's you know one of the biggest nights of the year for our industry. Um, so that that was very exciting. I definitely got trapped in a ride share on my way home to work uh, the Oscars with somebody who exclusively for an hour and a half wanted to talk about the slap from last year. So it was really nice to have the Oscars happen. And I think we can now officially put that in the rear view. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, maybe that's a good place to start. What did you think about uh, Jimmy Kimmel as the host? Um, I think he was brought back as sort of a, uh, a steadying hand, you know, after the the events of last year. Uh, he handled himself pretty well after the 20s, what was that, 2017, I guess, Oscar ceremony where the uh, La La Land moonlight, uh, moonlight debacle happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about uh, Jimmy Kimmel and like the... Um, sort of inevitable uh, callbacks to the slap the year before. So Jimmy Kimmel as a host um, never really works for me. And maybe that's a personal thing for me. But he did exactly what I expected, which is that some of the jokes were pretty, pretty good. Um, A lot of them were just eye rolling and kind of cringy and didn't really work for me. Um, But overall, it was a very like inoffensive, uh, very middle of the road sort of hosting gig uh, or performance, I should say. Um, I think that he made one too many comments to the to the slap. Um, I think one like you just needed one to like you know address the elephant in the room and then Mm -hmm. move on and the fact that it kept coming up i was like did the writers just not have material like what's happening here Um, because we do know there you know there's a writing staff this isn't just jimmy kimmel Mm -hmm. um but it was fine like he kind of felt like set dressing to me because the most interesting parts of the show were all of the all of the 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 what is the word for it? The thank you speeches, the acceptance speeches. There we go. Mm-hmm. I know. How, I know how words work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess generally, broadly, find him to be 
pretty good at the job of a host because he doesn't annoy me a lot. Um, yeah, some, sure. Some of the, the jokes definitely did not land and, but that's less, um, about him and his like delivery of them or like his stage presence as a person than it is about, like you said, the, the writing team and sort of what they mm-hmm. decided to come up with on that night. Um, so, or for that night, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought he did a pretty good job. I I really, really, really loved the intro of the show, like the the opening montage. Um, that was it showed a ton of behind the scenes stuff, and like they had that moment that you've probably seen, you know, circulating on on Twitter and stuff of like the those clips from Avatar that are like side by side of the performance mm-hmm. capture, and then like the actors with the dots on their face. So I thought it did a great job of like bringing people into the show and sort of pulling back the curtain a little bit and telling people, hey, this is how, you know, showing people, I guess, this is how these movies are made. And I was really hoping that that spirit would be present throughout the whole night, because I think that's a really cool opportunity. Like you said, it's it's Hollywood's biggest night. It's a cool opportunity for people who uh, make movies all year to show people who only go to two or three movies a year how this stuff is actually done. There's, there, you know, a ton of the the viewership of the Oscars, I would guess, are not slash film readers, do not know how mm-hmm. movies are made. So like the idea that that they could use that as a platform to, uh, I guess, educate people in a fun way was a cool idea. And I love that that intro. And it just sort of didn't really do that throughout the whole thing, um, which I found to be a, a little bit of a bummer. But I liked that at least it, it sort of, um, you know, started off on the right foot in that way. Um, and I actually like thought that the the ceremony over overall, like as a broadcast, Yes, it was long. The Oscars are always long. Um, but I thought it was pretty good, like pretty enjoyable. Um, what, what did you mm-hmm. think of uh, the, the whole experience of, uh, I guess, beginning to end the whole night? There were a lot of little things scattered throughout that I really enjoyed. And I think that it's because they they seem to be based in that that opening montage. So uh, they, they started the ceremony with the Best Animated Feature Award. And what I really appreciated is that they took the time to... Uh, essentially apologize without saying they were apologizing for last year's debacle of referring to animation as like something that only kids enjoy and it's like a slog for adults to get through and instead you know Dwayne Johnson is like yeah no animation is kind of the core of film it's some of the earliest you know records of the medium we have and it's really important and you know obviously Guillermo wins and he says the same thing and it's Mm -hmm. kind of debunking these thoughts a lot of people have about animation which I thought was really great and as silly as it sounds I think one of the the car companies did a car commercial about how safe their cars are and then used it to talk about stunt performers Mm -hmm. and like all the hard work they do and I was like oh that's great and then when we got to you know best editing on the people on the screen you had you know, different actors, one using like digital editing, one doing the the old method of, you know, literally cutting and pasting. And I was like, I love that. I love that they're showcasing how not just how the process works, but also how the process has evolved. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Those commercials were surprisingly cool. I really enjoyed that, which is something I never thought I would say about commercials. And right. um, yeah, the, the whole vibe I thought was, was um, much nicer than last year there were several moments last year where it sort of seemed like people um the people making the show like almost didn't want to be there they were kind of like uh being self-deprecating is the wrong word but like almost actively hostile in some times to Mm -hmm. to certain uh corners of the industry and i thought that 
the exact opposite was happening. Well, I guess there was like that one shot about Babylon not making money and like maybe mm-hmm. a couple little jokes here and there. Um, but but I think more broadly, I think the the vibes in the room that sort of like, um, I guess, appreciation of the art form seemed more genuine to me this this year than it has in years past. Like Jimmy Kimmel even went out of his way to like name check um, the Woman King and Till uh, he didn't have to do that. You know, they didn't have mm-hmm. to, to say anything about like about those movies, but he, he seemed genuine when he was like, these movies are worth your time. I encourage you to check them out. Like that, that's the kind of stuff that should be in the Oscars all the time. Even if movies don't get nominated, use it as a recommendation engine, use it as a, as a platform to, you know, put those types of movies in front of millions of people's eyes if, if they haven't uh, heard of them before. So I don't know. I thought, I thought there were several things like that, that kind of where I was like, Oh, okay. Oscars like not bad here. So yeah, it uh, felt very, it felt very celebratory. I mean, they even had the moment where they were highlighting all of the work of the Academy museum, which if anybody is ever in the LA area, I highly recommend going to the Academy museum because it is genuinely phenomenal and it kind of takes your breath away being surrounded by all of it and so to see them highlight you know the the education and what the academy provides outside of just an award show i thought was really important because i don't think people realize that there's more to the academy than just the oscars Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and and in years past it's been um, kind of eye rolling because they were developing that museum for so long that it feels like in previous ceremonies they'd be like we're still building the Academy Museum. And there would just be like, Mm -hmm. you know, footage of construction. And like, you know, they would take three minutes out of the show to talk about what they were going to do. And it kind of was like, all right, move this along. Like, let's go. But now that they actually have concrete, um, you know, uh, tangible things that they can point to and footage that they can show. And and yeah, it's become, you know, sort of a, uh, not just a tourist destination, but like people who live in LA can go and check it out. And like, it seems like a really cool place I've not been yet, but I'm looking forward to checking it out one day. Um, okay. So the, the one thing that I thought was maybe the weirdest aspect of the night was uh, the Disney Warner brothers thing that the, you probably know what I'm talking about, BJ. Oh, there, there's yeah, a moment where, the <laughs> I don't know. There's a moment where uh, Morgan or wait, I guess uh, first it was, um, it was Halle Bailey and, uh, Melissa McCarthy came out to present what I thought was an award, but ended up just being the trailer for the little mermaid because those two are in the new version of the little mermaid Uh, on the surface, you know, like um, I guess uh, uncynically um, that's cool. I I actually like the idea of, like I said, using the Oscars this, this night where, you know, all eyes are on Hollywood to show off what's coming next. That idea makes a ton of sense to me. It should be like the super bowl where, where there are, you know, trailers for upcoming movies and like get people excited, you know, bring them in that way by saying, we're going to show the first look at X, Y, Z during the Oscar ceremony. That, that makes all the sense in the world. The actual, actual uh, execution of what actually went on last night though, was very much not that it was Disney uh, saying, here's the, the first look at the little mermaid and like Disney owns ABC, which is where the the Oscars were being right. broadcast. So, and they didn't mention that. So it feels a little weird. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, well, the only way that this works is if every other movie studio gets their time to shine during this presentation, which or during this ceremony, which would be cool. And I would I would you know appreciate seeing a great montage of all these uh, 
different studios movies over the years i love a good montage so then that that happens with warner brothers and i'm like okay cool 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 and then that's it for the whole rest of the night like no paramount no no sony no mgm no nothing and i'm like what what the hell is going on here so it just felt like this bizarre sort of um half completed thought that was just abandoned midway through the show and i'm just like i i want to read the uh investigative report about you know how this decision happened and like did warner brothers pay ABC to be able to showcase its own material there. And like, they weren't even promoting anything new. So like, what the hell was going on there? What, what were you and the team uh, thinking about that moment as it happened like live last night? It was, <laughs> so when it first happened and it was the commercial, we all kind of had the same thought of, Oh, well, that's interesting. I hope everybody else gets their turn. And then obviously that didn't happen. And we're like, Oh, okay. So Disney's just, advertising their own product because they happen to own the network that is showing the Oscars. Okay. Um, and it also felt very strange um, with the Warner brothers stuff, considering how much stuff David Zaslav has canceled yeah. or gotten rid of in recent years where now it's like, look at all of the movies we make. And we're like, how about the movies that you get rid of for tax purposes? Mm -hmm. Because maybe we should be celebrating movies and not corporations. Yeah. Yeah, super weird. Um, so the only other couple things that I had on our, our list of things to talk about. Well, actually, before we do that, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay, so the um, best original songs, the mm -hmm. performances that were happening uh, spread throughout the night. This is the mainstay of the Oscars. This is not anything new. I've probably said this in years past, but I'm just like, I kind of feel like these... Um, performances grind the night to a halt a little bit. I mean, it's great that Rihanna and, you know, David Byrne and Lady Gaga and people like that are uh, up there and and performing. It just seems, um, I don't know, it, it, there's something, self-indulgent feels like the wrong word, but it just doesn't feel like the celebration of movies as much in those moments when the the music takes the, when the, when the songs take full uh, center stage, I guess. Um, there, that being said, I loved the Natu Natu performance. So what do you make of the idea of like every year we're just trotting these people out and we're going to do these whatever three minute song performances spread throughout the night? And then uh, I guess a sub question is, what did you think of Natu Natu specifically? <laughs> so I am of two minds about it. I think the major problem we run into is because I love the idea of the musical performances in an award show, which are customary. Um to be the nominees for best original song. The problem though, is that m a majority of the time, the songs that are nominated for best original song are ballads. So that's why the night suddenly slows down because it's like, oh, we're excited, we're excited. Here's a really deep, emotional, moving song from a pivotal part of a movie where something really intense is happening. And it just like brings the energy down a bit, mm -hmm. um, which is why having something like Not To Not To is so exciting and so refreshing because it is upbeat, it is exciting, it is colorful, and it feels celebratory um and that's really really exciting to me as far as the actual performance is concerned i have not the best feelings about a lot of the dancers being people from like so you think you can dance and not like actual southeast asian 
performers mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that is such a major part of the importance of RRR and to just kind of ignore that feels weird. Um, but at the same time, like all of the dancers were doing a fantastic job. Um, I think the choreography was really smart and, and and how they incorporated the original choreography into this piece. I loved seeing a full chorus line doing the hook step. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it was a little bit of a letdown to not have the stars actually on stage because it kind of feels like oh can we get natu natu oh we already have natu natu at home um mm. that's kind of how it felt for me and especially knowing that like they were all dressed up in there I'm like wait just let them be on stage yeah um but it was it was solid i'm glad that the actual like musicians got to be up there as well and you know sing the piece they made famous and mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was fun i'm fine with it yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, like you said, that, that energy that it brought, it was such a, um, a shot in the arm for the show. I, I really loved that. Um, and, and it was so cool when they actually won, when the, the songwriters and the, the, um, you know, people behind the song actually won and then they sang their acceptance speech. I was like, has anyone ever done this before? This sounds like, it seems and like we're breaking new. to the tune of the Carpenters, which was a, such a delight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great stuff. Okay. So, uh, somehow, We've gone this entire time without actually saying the words everything, everywhere, all at once yet, which is uh, <laughs> astonishing. But um, this movie is unbelievable. I cannot believe, BJ, that this movie, of all movies, has become not only the Best Picture winner, but one of the most dominant Oscar movies of all time. If you had said this to me you know, uh, last year in March when this movie premiered at South by Southwest, I don't think anybody would have believed you because it's just such an unlikely Best Picture winner. What did you make of like the the almost complete dominance of everything, everywhere, all at once? I'm thrilled, like genuinely thrilled about it for so many reasons. And one of the big one is that this will hopefully inspire studios to take chances on original, creative, weird sort of movies because that's what everything, everywhere, all at once is i mean when i saw it in the theaters i saw i saw it very very early like opening weekend and i remember thinking oh it's it's similar to swiss army man this is going to be one of the best movies of the year and no one's going to talk about it because it's so weird but then everybody started talking about it and it's mm-hmm. like oh is it time like is sicko time finally happening are we finally <laughs> getting our day in the sun and it's been exciting to see how many people have just resonated with this movie because on paper you're absolutely right. Like nothing about this movie screams Oscar winning. Um, I saw last night, uh, Rachel Talele who worked on like tank girl. She talked about how there was a scene in tank girl where she had like dildos in her bedroom and they made her cut it. And then she ended up in director's jail and all these things happened. And now one of the most dominant best picture movies ever has a dildo fight scene in it and a butt plug <laughs> fight scene in it. And it's like, that's amazing. Like that yeah. is, it's such a testament to how, movies have changed and our appreciation and our as in like general public appreciation has evolved so much and that's Mm -hmm. exciting to me yeah and then i mean best actress for michelle yo that was incredible the first asian woman to to win this uh award which obviously super long time coming but like it's so great to see michelle yo take this prize because she's been you know such a force for so many years and i think the the narrative from for months has been or had been that Kate Blanchett was a lock for Tar and she's like unreal in that movie. But um, 
but I feel like Kate Blanchett is is going to have other uh, other times where you know she's going to win Best yeah. Actress. That it doesn't seem uh, too controversial to say that. And and I mean, she's Michelle Yeoh twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and Michelle Yeoh like uh, it just it just felt like the right time, you know. And and the fact that she won, and then Ki Hui Kwan also won, which like. I was actually like tearing up on my couch watching his acceptance speech. Like, so, I mean, even though he's just been winning award after award after award for what feels like months now, um, man, just wild stuff for them. And that movie and and the Daniels uh, winning best screenplay and best director, and then also best picture at the end of the night. I mean, it's just like, yeah, this incredible um, sort of ascension for this movie. Um, I guess the one thing I'm, I'm so torn as I, I probably, I, I expect you are too about best supporting actress, Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis. Uh, what do you make of that, that win? So, yeah, I do have complicated feelings about it because obviously I am a Jamie Lee Curtis stan, have been, always will be, but I am also a stan of Angela Bassett and Stephanie Hsu and Carrie Condon. <laughs> like, it's it was such an intense category. Um, I feel that this is the award of the night, and this is me speaking from my personal feelings, that this was the one award of the night where it felt like the Academy was honoring somebody's body of work and not yeah. their individual performance. Because it was individual performance, it's Angela Bassett or Stephanie Shu for me. Um, and I'm excited for Jamie. I genuinely am. But I, that's an award for her whole per- career, which honestly, overdue for her as well. Um, but it does kind of suck that it feels like it was at the expense of two absolutely like dominant performances from other women of color. Uh, I feel like there was like a, I don't want to say like snubbing because I don't, I don't like that um i think it's more complicated but uh my my vote for that was uh was angela so um i was kind of thinking that she had it in a lock and then when jamie got it i'm obviously excited for her but i was like "Ah, i feel like i feel like that was angela's to lose yeah yeah my favorite of these uh supporting performances which yeah, my favorite was uh, Stephanie Shu, and then uh, the Angela Bassett narrative had been so strong that I was like, okay, I'm I'm like totally cool. <laughs> Obviously, like th- this is great. Angela Bassett is a terrific performer. Like, definitely deserves uh, all the accolades that she's getting. And then Jamie Lee Curtis almost like snuck in recently. I think she won the SAG award, and people were like, mm-hmm. oh, I think that means that she's going to win the Oscar now. Um, and I don't track this stuff super closely. I'm just sort of like on the periphery of it. And I, you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like. Oh, I, I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but like not for not for this movie, not like this, you know, that quote from right. The Matrix. Um, you know, <laughs> but th- I mean, that performance. you got to also perform with David Byrne wearing hot dog fingers for a best original <laughs> song performance. So yeah. I feel like she got some she got some goods <laughs> to go yeah. home with, too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a win on the night. And then, like, you know, it's hard to be to be real mad about a Jamie Lee Curtis uh, performance winning the Oscar when she gives a speech like that where she, you know, makes it not about herself and brings in, you know, it just has this like spirit of like open generosity and like bringing in all the, the genre lovers who have supported her career and like yes. talking about, you know, that was just such a cool moment. So um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it stings a little bit because it, it probably, I don't know, should is a weird thing to, to ascribe meaning to or whatever ascribe uh, motivation to, but like, yeah, I, I, I would, I guess if there's, if there's one, um, Oscar that I could take away from somebody and then give to somebody else, I would probably take away Jamie Lee Curtis's and give it to Angela Bassett just to to sort of make the um, 
I don't know, the, the, the movie gods, the, everything aligned with the movie gods. But I think like other than that, maybe there's one or two others that I was kind of like, eh, this could have gone either way. But I think the, um, the actual winners, like who won the trophies, uh, seemed right to me for the most part. What did you think, think about like, you know, we've talked about the show itself. What did you think about like the actual, um, the, the trajectory of the winners? Like did, were you uh, mostly good with them? Were there, did your uh, disappointments outweigh your uh, fist pumping? What did you think? Overall, um, I think I only missed like three on my little scorecard that I kept. Oh, that's pretty good. Which ones, <laughs> what I thought was going to win. Like, uh, I was really pushing for my year of dicks for animated short. And I was like, there no way in hell is this going to win because of what it's about. But it deserves mm-hmm. to win because it's great. Um Honestly, the only one, and this should be a surprise to absolutely no one who's ever re- read my work, the one trophy of the night um, that I have an active disdain for is uh, best makeup and hair going to the whale because I think awarding people um, for making a fat suit is absolutely insane to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that opens its own Pandora's box that uh, – you, I will be writing about it soon for Slash Film, so keep your eyes peeled. Okay. Um, so I definitely have beef there. And because of that, then by by association, I have mixed feelings about Best Actor. And it's not because Brendan Fraser isn't fantastic. He obviously is. I just think that that movie is despicable. Um, yeah. And it's really hard to celebrate his win when it was in a movie that I think is so blatantly offensive and cruel um and irredeemable and it just sucks because a very lovely human performance was just buried in a movie about cruelty yeah yeah uh i yeah i guess i should have mentioned that that his would have been one that i would give to i probably would have given that to colin farrell but i wouldn't have been mad if austin butler won for elvis because i thought he was really good in that Mm -hmm. movie too so um all of those those best actor performances were really solid um yeah the the whale thing is just uh, so unfortunate all the way around it's just like a it's just a bad movie i'm sorry um uh, but also like did you catch that moment bj when when the best makeup and hair um trophy was being awarded and the announcer who was like really on one i don't know what was going on with the the uh the sort of like uh, announcer in the room reading little facts about people uh, as they would walk up to the stage. There were some really bizarre line readings and stuff in there. Um, during that win, I think she made some comment about how it was the first movie to, um, I can't remember the, the exact uh, phrasing, but it, it was basically like implying that some of this work for the makeup and hair was done digitally. And I'm it like, is. My wife yeah. and I were like, isn't that just best visual effects then? Like, how, how is that the the makeup award? I, I, I don't know. Uh, what, what was going on there? Yeah. So that's um, another reason why I have an issue with it, because part of that fat suit is CGI. Like, it's not all practical. It's practical enhanced with CGI, um, you know, so that you can get those really exploitive shots that just really hammer home that fatness is disgusting and horrible and grotesque in a horror movie. Um, Yeah, it's not all practical, which, like, if it was all practical, like, I mean, it's impressive, I guess. But also at the same time, it still isn't impressive because a man of that size would have a chest and they just chose not to because apparently giving a man a chest would have, you know, read weird or something. I don't know. So instead, Mm. they just have a very inaccurate look of what a body at that size actually is. So it's like, 
there were so many problems with it. Like not even just like on the ethical level, but on the fact of it's not all makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. And like, it it seems like this couldn't possibly be the first movie to use visual effects to enhance hair and makeup. So it was just weird that they called that out specifically, like right as this person is going up to the stage to, or these people were going up to the stage to accept the trophy for this thing. It almost like undercut the importance of, you know, uh, taking the whale of it all out of it. Like the undercut the importance of winning a a prize for, for doing work. It's like, you're, you're actively telling me right now that this work is not uh, being done in the way that we all thought it was. So I don't know, really, really strange moment Mm -hmm. there. Um, Another strange thing that I thought was a little weird was the uh, Lady Gaga's performance. Like, first of all, I think there were reports saying that she wasn't going to appear and perform at the Oscars. Uh, or maybe maybe just she wasn't going to perform. And then obviously she did. So I don't know if that was a last second thing or just those early reports were wrong. That was a, a weird thing that I wasn't expecting because I'd read, you know, in like TV line and like uh, legitimate outlets saying like, you know, she's not going to be there or whatever. She's not going to be on stage. Uh, and then she was. And then the the close-ups on her <laughs> during that performance, I was like, zoom out for God's sake. What are you doing? Like everybody likes to to hear Lady Gaga perform and her voice is, I mean, obviously incredible. Um, but just the the presentation of that moment, I thought was super strange. Did that strike you as weird at all? Or it, am was I just being... so, it was so weird. And it also, <laughs> like she had her little introduction where she talks about how the song is really personal to her. And I thought that was really nice, but it definitely, I <laughs> the way they shot it, I was like, am I supposed to be watching this? I feel like I'm eavesdropping onto somebody's like very intimate moment right now. And I don't know yeah. how to feel about it. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. So I think we've hit most of the things that I wanted to talk about. Were there any other, um, I guess, aspects or, or moments or um, awards that you wanted to highlight here before we call it a day? The one thing I really wanted to highlight is every time Daniels took the stage, they made the most of their time in acknowledging all of the people that helped them get to that point, but also the ways in which their film has like a positive impact on the world. I mean, Daniel Schneider talked about like he shouted out public school education, which I loved. He shouted out like his parents being supportive of him for being a weirdo and, you know, dressing in drag and how like that's not a threat to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really wonderful. I know the producer of Everything Everywhere All Once had a little bit of a Freudian slip um, where he said, uh, you, you know, no person is worth more than profits. And I clearly meant it to be the other way around that right. no profits are worth more than a person. But I really enjoyed that every time they took the stage they were so appreciative of not just the award that they've received but all of the people that helped them get to that point I know their editor was like this is the second movie I've ever edited Um, (laughs) which I love seeing that because I think I think we forget that it does take a village for everything and everyone to get to where they are and they were like they shouted out moms too like so nice and it was just really a, a real nice breath of fresh air to hear people like just sincerely value everyone that helped them get to that point. And they've been doing this all award season, which is great. Like the, I know they shouted out Drea Clark, who is one of the first people that ever um, put one of their films in like programmed one of their short films into a festival that kind of kicked it all off. So the fact that they are that appreciative of the world that helps them make movies is just amazing. And I wish 
people did that more where they acknowledged that this isn't like a one-time thing. This isn't a one-person thing. There are so many different moving parts that allow anybody to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, 100%. And and you mentioned the the nice angle. That's actually what uh, Daniel Ryan wrote the uh, the review of the Oscars ceremony. And sh- her subtitle is, the cuddly and heartfelt ceremony was nice, actually. So I'm going to link to that. Yeah, in it was the... so nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And I'll put a, a link to the um, complete list of winners. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll drop those in there. And um, yeah, you can, you can dive deep into our uh, Oscars coverage, which BJ was helping to spearhead. And man, you guys like just killed it there's a ton of great stuff up on slashhome.com right now uh even if you've listened to this conversation there are a lot of things that we didn't touch on that that we did in uh, written form so i encourage you all to go over there and check that out um i think that's going to do it for today's episode here's something that we almost never do anymore bj where can people find you online how about that oh my gosh uh you can find me on twitter instagram and tiktok at bj colangelo all right. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ben Pears. And yes, you can find more about a lot of the stuff that we mentioned on today's show at SlashFilm.com and linked inside the show notes for this episode. SlashFilm Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please subscribe to our newsletter. Send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.